Hi, and welcome to the Good Health Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Good, a registered nutritional therapy practitioner and functional medicine practitioner. Join me as we explore thyroid, brain, and fatigue conditions with positivity. From Hashimoto's to multiple sclerosis, chronic fatigue to adrenal dysfunction, I've got you covered. With expert advice and tips to help you take action now and inspiring real patient stories from successful individuals who refuse to let their health hold them back. Start your journey to good health today. And don't forget to come and join the conversation on Instagram at good underscore health, that's G-O-O-D-E. Or visit my website at NicoleGoodHealth.com to find out more. Welcome to today's episode of the Good Health Podcast. I'm Nicole Good, and I'm a functional medicine practitioner and founder of the Good Health Clinic. Today, we are diving into whether or not we can really make a difference to autoimmune diseases with the different changes that we make through diet and lifestyle. So let's start with looking at what actually is autoimmunity. So autoimmunity is when our immune systems, they have to be in balance to be able to determine what is our own tissue, which we call self, and what is a foreign body, so non-self. And this is a very fine balance. And if our balance starts to blur, the overreactivity of our immune system can lead to self-antigens. And this can lead to autoimmunity. So we're currently seeing a huge increase in autoimmune diseases worldwide. 10% of the global population now have a diagnosed autoimmune condition. And this doesn't include those who haven't yet got a diagnosis or have got unexplained symptoms because maybe they're in early stages and haven't ticked all the boxes to get a diagnosis yet. Autoimmune diseases are growing at an astonishing rate of around 3 to 12% a year, depending on which diagnosis we're talking about, because there are now over 100 autoimmune diseases. The latest figures show that globally, autoimmune disease cost in 2023 $149 billion to the economy. This is a huge problem. More than that, genetics, it now seems, plays a smaller role than may have initially been thought. So studies have actually been done. We've had twin studies done. And these studies, plus others, show that actually genetics account for a minority role. And actually, the bigger picture is environment. Now, this is important because environment we can alter. So our environment consists of nutrition, exercise, sleep, stress, toxins, infections, and much more. An immune system that is dysregulated as a result of these environmental factors can develop a chronic inflammatory response. It does this by activating certain immune cells, such as Th1, TNF-alpha, and Th17, as well as producing certain interleukins, which are cytokines. This all results in inflammation and the production of antibodies. And these antibodies can tag tissue in the body that it no longer sees as self. And once tagged, the immune system will destroy the tissue, thinking it's foreign, non-self, and needs to be removed. So to balance the immune function, we need to balance inflammation and the environmental factors that cause this inflammation in the body and increase the production of the regulatory T-cells, which are the type of T-cells that help to regulate and balance the immune function. So we look at some of these environmental factors, and this really is, you know, a whistle-stop tour because the science on this goes very deep. But we look at some of these environmental factors, and let's take, for example, chemical compounds. They can activate T-cells and B-cells. They can break down barriers. They can create oxidative stress, which is like rust in the body. 
They cause pro-inflammatory cytokine production, induce DNA hypermethylation, change cellular function, and they also compete with thyroid hormones and more. All of this leads to a reactive immune system and an increased risk of developing autoimmune diseases. So let's look at another one. Let's look at infections. Many infections have been linked to certain autoimmune diseases acting as a trigger. And infections include things like viruses, bacteria, fungi, molds, and parasites. And in some, it can be that one virus acts as a trigger for an autoimmune disease. So for example, Epstein-Barr virus has now been undeniably linked to MS as a trigger. In other cases, though, it can be what we call an infectious load. So there may be a low-lying level of some viruses. So some viruses, once you've had them, they stay at kind of low-lying levels in the body. They don't cause you a problem, but they're there at low-lying levels within the body. So you may have this low-lying load of viral infection. You may then also have a parasite, or you could have a bacterial overgrowth. Maybe there could be some candida. But all of this adds to the infectious load. So added together, that can be enough of a trigger. And this load, particularly viral load, but all loads, even bacterial overgrowth, parasites, everything, these can add up over our lifetime from childhood right the way through our life. And almost every autoimmune disease is now linked to at least one infection. So it could be that there is one infection that triggers an autoimmune disease or that actually you've got this multitude of things going on. And this is probably actually the, a more common picture. That there's a multitude of low-lying level things going on. And we see this a lot in clinic. And they added together are enough to act as a trigger. So that's infections. Let's look at diet. It is absolutely undeniable now with the information that we have that diet and nutrition have a significant impact on the formation of and the mediation of autoimmune diseases. So the modern day diet, the Western diet has without doubt had a significant negative impact on chronic illnesses from pesticides on our food to GMOs, chemical ingredients, food preservatives, chemical flavorings, even new breeds or hybrid breeds of plant foods and much more. Our industrial world has not helped when it comes to diet and nutrition. So let's look at a few examples. So gluten, for example, is very different to the gluten that our ancestors ate, or even some other countries still eat now. In the US and in, in the UK, gluten looks very different, and it is linked to many autoimmune diseases. High salt diets have also been linked to blood pressure, cardiovascular conditions, and immune conditions. Low vitamin D has been linked to MS and to lupus. And this is before we get to the general issues of non-organic foods or our soil quality, which means that our food now lacks nutrients and instead fills us up with chemical exposure. The point here is that we have rapidly growing rates of autoimmune conditions, and that is heavily linked not to genetics, but to our environment. The positive news with this is that we can alter our environment. And here at Good Health, we regularly work with clients on balancing immune function, reducing inflammation, reducing chemical exposure, reducing infectious load, improving diet, working on sleep, stress, and activity. All of these things can be changed. We work with people who already have diagnoses, know that what some of these triggers are. We dig down to the root causes to find them, and then we help to reduce them. We also work with people who want to optimize their health so that they optimize their performance and don't trigger unnecessarily chronic conditions, particularly as we age. 
So if you want to take next steps to working on your health, applications are open to work with me on the Mitoimmune Way, our three-month health optimization journey, and you'll find the links in the show notes below. But I hope that this has shown you some positivity, that there is a lot of things, a lot of things that we can alter to help improve autoimmune conditions, immune health conditions, and also to prevent them. Thank you for joining me this week on the Good Health Podcast. I'll see you next week with another episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Good Health Podcast. Do share the episode with anyone who you think it may benefit or who may enjoy it and help me spread the word by rating the episode or leaving a review. If you want more, you can find other episodes in the series on your podcast app or sign up to my free newsletter. Not only will you get information on new episodes launching, but we cover lots of health topics with the Ask Nicole section where you can send in your questions my favorite recipes, my favorite products, tips and tricks to help you on the road to good health and much more. You can sign up free of charge at nicolegoodhealth.com forward slash newsletter, also linked below. I hope you have a lovely week. Don't forget to hit subscribe and I'll see you next time.